Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast, and we appreciate you downloading and listening to this, and do help us spread the word of the show, etc. Uh, before we've both started to do this and record this little bit for you, uh, Richie's gone over and sanitised his hands. I've gone and sanitised my hands, because there's a little bottle of it on the corner of the desk here uh, in the main studio. The only thing I'm going to miss when this madness finally settles down and gets back to normal, I'm going to miss the kind of right what's next vibe of re-sanitising my hands. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It kind of like, OK, you're a little bit like a doctor, clean your hands, getting ready to see your next patient. There's something about sanitising your hands. It's like a, a line in the sand on what we were previously doing. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You're quite right. I guess the doctors of the world would say, hey, keep sanitising. Should we keep sanitising, though? I don't know. <laughs> this you know what I mean? like, the, uh, just to reassure, this is a Absolute Radio <laughs> Hometime podcast and not the Today Show on Radio 4. But one of one of the girls who works for us here, um, her mum is a nurse, and she was saying, that her mum was saying, that um, one of the biggest issues is going to be people thinking, like, over-sanitising and not washing their hands properly. Yeah. Because it doesn't replace washing your hands, does exactly, it? Exactly, it does not, no. We could do a whole podcast on this. <laughs> Once again, this is the Hometime <laughs> Show podcast, not Radio 4. <laughs> They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I went to the tip this morning and I tell you what, it was great fun. It was so much fun down at the tip. Good to get down there and see the guys again. Do you know what I mean? Go and see the guys. And I love every different bit of going to the tip. I love the queue. Like, just sitting there listening to the radio for a bit. Enforced, you know, not able to do anything, so just chill out. Then you've got that kind of buzz of, uh, we'll have to show proof of address or ID when I get uh-huh. to the front, the, the, the bloke who's stationed on the front in the high-vis vest. And then when, once you get in, the choice of what section to go to is brilliant. And I genuinely believe that everyone has a favourite tip department, a section of the tip they like going to. Because there's all different sections, isn't there? Yep. Have you got a favourite section of the tip I do. Like going to? I do, and I've been very fortunate. Uh, our local tip has recently reopened. It's been closed for a year, redeveloped into a super tip. Oh, it'd have to be good to be a super tip. And I went at the weekend uh, getting rid of an old old lawnmower uh, and an old uh, carpet cleaner. Fantastic. Well. Both in my favourite section of the tip, small household appliances. Oh, so this is the kind of uh, metal little trolley where um, household appliances... We, we did the thing on the show a little while ago about, uh, you know... Um, Bread, you know, bread makers and toasters yeah. that are no longer needed, surplus to requirements, they exactly. live in Exactly, but if they're the small household appliances as, as opposed to your big fridges and that kind of thing, obviously they're chuckable. And Give the great boy. thing about your small household appliance is the satisfying <laughs> clatter that it lands into the skit with and sometimes you'll see electric components fly off everywhere. Have a and bit of that. You don't get the chance to do that in normal life. That's why the small household appliances, I say... It's the best part of the tip. Well, see, I, I went to the... Uh, I was. I broke down with this really horrible old plastic kind of... You know those store cupboard things you can get in your back garden that some people keep their bikes in? We kept old mm-hmm. bits of wood for the uh, wood burner thing in there. So I smashed it to pieces, stepped on it loads of times back at home, which was really, really satisfying. And I chucked it into my favourite uh, department, which is household waste. Because I feel like there are no rules. You can do whatever you want in household waste because normally you might get your eyebrows, uh, his eyebrows raised from the the ones that are patrolling. You know, yeah. the high vis guards that are patrolling. Household waste, you can just say. It's anything, mate. I mean, I don't want to get in an argument, but you're lucky. I would have thought that they would have gone, that's plastic, mate. I didn't see a plastic section, unless someone can point me in the direction of that Leon C's (laughs) skip. Damn, I might have put it in the wrong bit. (laughs) That that in itself is a bit of excitement. (laughs) So what's your favourite part of the tip? Chris says, old TV and electric skips, some blast from the past in there. Yeah. Uh, Michael adds the non-recyclable section. He he says that's the real no-regret skips. Rob says, I like the bit where the tip people take stuff and save it for themselves, 
because it fascinates me what tickles their fancy. I like that. In Leon C. Skip, they've got a porter cabin, the, the, uh, the tip people, and they they put it all they put all the bits that they've kind of recovered or salvaged around it like uh, like the flat in Only Fools and Horses. It's all piled up around their couch. Uh, Adam Sloman says, "I love the little shop where they put the good stuff, like a lower tier charity shop. You know, in the Super Tip, your new one. Yes. Can you go and buy stuff in there? Is that like a shop where you can buy things? I've got a feeling that it's not because of COVID. I don't think oh. it's running at its its full capacity yet. So it looks like there will be." That kind of thing. Imagine that in the future, having a latte whilst you're sat around all these items that are being pilfered by and people. here's the thing. They've they've played on the name of the town I live in, which is Ware, and the shop looks like it's called Rewear. That's so good. Isn't it's, that amazing? I, I feel that, you know, obviously there's been sad times for places like cinemas and everything like that. I think the multiplex, you know, night out entertainment thing and tips are going to... You know, like combine yeah. into one amazing new I creation. Think they will. And pick up the slack left behind, maybe by this kind of lull in the film industry at the moment. Uh, Jack Powell says the glass section. There's something thrilling about chucking bottles in there. We've had quite a few people get in touch. Very popular section. Just that smash, and you know, people <laughs> paid lots of money to go and go to those rooms where they smash stuff up to try to get, you know, tension off their chest. So answer the question. Maybe it says quite a lot about what you are like as a person. What's your favourite bit of the tip? Georgie suggested something that I hadn't thought about, but it's, it's something that I do do. Uh, and she's saying it's actually watching Tip TV, uh, which is, of course, the online CCTV yeah. at home before you go uh, to check whether there's a queue or not. And in, in some respects... Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Do oh, you have yeah. to be a super tip to have Tip CCTV? Not TV. No, you'll find most councils will have CCTV of the tip, so you can have a look and see whether it's busy before you load up the car and go. That's amazing. And, of course, that turns in... You can, it really is, if you wanted to be, you're just watching, like, fly on the wall Tip TV. But I I remember we used to live with a house full of surfers when I was at university in Swansea, and they would look at the um, what the webcams were like at the beaches to yeah. see what the waves were like. This is this is for tip enthusiasts. It's exactly that. It really is the same thing. Uh, Gold on Twitter says uh, he loves the clean hardcore skip, especially when you manage to sneak in more than the allowed three bag limit. Oosh, he says. And Gaz says wood, the wood section. I like the noise. The setup at ours leaves the parking like Russian roulette. You have to park in the next free bay regardless of what you're dumping. That heart sinking feeling when you're parked eight skips away from the one you need, but the joy of backing right up next to it. <laughs> so much fun, so little time. Uh, Lorn, what is your favourite bit of the tip? <laughs> it's got to be the cardboard box section. The cardboard <laughs> box section. Tell us why you love yeah. the cardboard box section of the tip well, so well, much. I'm not sure if every tip is the same, but in our tip, um, they, they've given you a little gap to slot all your boxes through. They want them all flat. Oh, wow, oh, so like really? uh, under the door of a prison cell where you have to slide your food, that kind of thing. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know about that, mate, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fair um, Yeah, look, you know, it's, uh, I have quite a lot of wine boxes and obviously they're fairly firm, so... Um, yeah, they, uh, they give you a bit of a workout when you have to jump on top of them and uh, flatten all the little buggers before you get them through. <laughs> and, and so that's quite an interesting. Any other bits you'd like to have a look around, Lawn whilst you're at your local tip? Oh, yeah, not really, no. You know, it's a bit of a day out at the moment, isn't it? There's not an awful, all, not an awful lot else to get done. Okay, so it's mainly just the cardboard. Yeah, they're making you work for it, though, by having to post it. Yeah, 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 I think so. It's, uh, you know, like I said, it's a bit of a workout and keeps everybody else waiting as well, so you get a bit of a bit of a viewing gallery going. Fantastic. And do you, in terms of your bottles, do you just recycle them at home or do you bring them down and have the indignity of them making a huge crashing noise as you empty oh. them into the bottle bank? Oh, look, I'd love to have the time, but uh, there's quite a few wine bottles at the moment, so uh, yeah, it's right. a bit embarrassing going with them. <laughs> <laughs> just go with your cardboard, mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just stick with the cardboard, you're right. Thanks, Lauren. Good to speak to you, ma'am. Now, here's the thing I wasn't expecting to come out of this. Uh, Adrian has tweeted to say, I haven't been to the tip since early childhood. And then a girl called Nicola says, the last time I went uh, to the tip, I was a kid sitting in the back of my parents' car several decades ago. How do you how do you get to the stage where you've not been to the tip in years? I don't know. Since you were a kid. I mean, I, I go there at least once a month to our local tip. It's not just the rite of passage. It's something that you have to do. You're quite right. It is a monthly thing. So probably even more than that. I, I'd go as far as saying you're not going enough. I know, exactly. Imagine missing out on all these brilliant different sections. Yeah. You know, Adrian and, and Nick are missing out on all these amazing, like, different bits. They've never been to the, the uh, unwanted electrical goods graveyard that you like. And he's never he's never been since childhood. You have to say, his parents have to, go, they've got to ask themselves questions. They do. I feel like he's hoarding. I reckon he <laughs> crawls around his house like one of those hoarders you have on local TV news. Uh, Daz says, my favourite section is the mattress section. You never see anyone having a new mattress delivered, but there always seems to be dozens of old mattresses at the tip. Who is throwing these things away? That's a good, good one to hoy in to the uh, skip yeah, itself as well. And Susan says, other people's cars. You can't help but have a nosy in their boot when <laughs> it opens like a treasure trove <laughs> and it always results in they're throwing that away. I saw a whole set of golf clubs with bag going the skip once. It was outrageous. John in Epsom, though, uh, does have a different angle on this. He says, hi guys, I work at a tip in Surrey, South London. Been there for over a year and honestly, the things I've seen people throw away amaze me. We have a reuse shop. Anything worth selling is sold to the public and the money earned, 75% goes back into the community, 25% goes to Macmillan Cancer Research. That's great. So it's a good thing. Uh, and Neil, Neil Rag has tweeted, he says, I can't possibly uh, pick a favourite section. He says, all the sections, I love the tip because I earn a living from it. He says, the TV show, Money for Nothing. Oh, I love that show. Said the presenters bring me boats, tents, <laughs> deck chairs, <laughs> bikes from the tip. I make them into bags on the telly. Uh, Charlie Harvey, he's mentioned a couple of parts here with this tweet. He says, if anyone mentions the paint bucket part, they're lying. Well, I, I would disagree. I What's love, I've never seen love chucking an old bit of painting because sometimes you've got the paint that will oh, yeah. go everywhere like that. <laughs> Charlie is another person voting for the wood bit, saying that you carry three bits, you throw them in the skip with a loud crash. <laughs> Not to mention you've always got an audience witnessing your pure strength. It is. There's something exhilarating about it. This one here says, I once dropped three kitchen stools off of the tip, went home to pick up some more rubbish. When I got back to the tip, the high-vis mob was sitting on the stools. Of course they were. They don't muck about those lot. <laughs> uh, we've got James on the line. James, what's your favourite bit? The, the bit around the back that no one sees with the gypsum in it. It's always a bit clandestine when you go around there. Like, you're not supposed to be there. I've, no, I've never been round the back, ever in the tip. No. I always go straight ahead. I've never been round the back. Oh, it might just be the one in crew, then. You have to kind of go around the back of all the units and there's just this one shady little skip hiding around there where no one can see. James, wow. what, what's shady about plasterboard? I can't, I can't see that plasterboard's got a great big secret <laughs> that the rest of society hasn't yet rumbled. <laughs> I've no, you tell me, I've no idea. In many ways, this is like, you know, if you go back in the days when we used to go to restaurants, you go to a restaurant, the table's full, but mm. if you line the, the palm of the maitre d' with a $5 bill, they find you, like, a special secret table that's just for you, like in, in like, Goodfellas or something. Is it like that kind of thing, a secret bit of the tip that no-one else knows about? Very possibly, very, very possibly. It's a, a, hidden, a hidden extra. I think you're right, James. I think you've uh, I think you've taught us all something. I am going to go to my tip this weekend, and I'm going to whisper quietly in the tip man's ear, "Here, show us your gypsum." <laughs> <laughs> Let us know how that goes. I'd be careful, like, but yeah, go for it. Absolute.
If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you the sad story on this show of Digger Man. Uh, R.I.P. Digger Man. Sleep well with the angels. <laughs> exactly, that's the fella. Uh, a little plastic man that was uh, the driver of Rocco's favourite toy, a digger. He was a, he was a lovely guy, wasn't he? He was a lovely guy. Mention him, really. Hence why he was called Digger Man. Why are we talking about him in past tense? He got lost on a walk a few weeks ago. Yes, he went missing. He went missing. To the extent that because Rocco was so forlorn, I ordered a new one, went online. One of you guys found the website of the company that made this toy, sent it to me. I went online, I ordered a replacement. The postage cost more than Diggerman himself. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> Diggerman turns up, the replacement, Rocco's delighted. And then we fast forward to today, and yes, you've guessed what's happened. Actual Diggerman has returned. Wow, so what, you're walking along, how does he, does he just come the back into your life? circumstances are so strange. Once again, out on a walk this morning, and suddenly I walk past this road sign, uh-huh. and out of the corner of my eye, there he is, Digger Man, on top of the road sign. Which means somebody's put him there. It's not like he, that, he didn't fall from Rocco's hand onto that point. Someone's gone and put him there. That would have been miraculous. Yes. No, it's exactly that. Somebody has found Digger Man on the pavement somewhere oh. and looked at him and put him there. They didn't have to. They could have ignored him. They could have kicked him along the curbside. But they thought to themselves, do you know what? Somebody loves you. Somebody's missing you. Yeah. I'm going to try and reunite you, which is why they put that man on the road sign. And I've got to be honest, it's restored my faith in humankindness. What a nice thing to do, because, I, I mean, I imagine if you're having a bad day and you see someone like that, you might want to volley it. <laughs> Jump on a volley and <laughs> Absolutely would have done, or got, gone down a nearby drain yeah, or something. Yeah, just nudge him off into a drain. But someone has, has thought, no, that's clearly the lost toy of a child. And we've seen what happens sometimes when kids lose their favourite toy and you yeah. parents running around at night trying to find, like, Fluffy the bunny in the, in the park and stuff like that. That is an amazing thing. Whoever that is should be really proud of themselves. So, look, we're not in the greatest of times at the moment, so let's cheer ourselves up by sharing some stories of... Acts of kindness. Here's the interesting thing, though, that's going around in my mind, is that um, if Toy Story, the movie, is a fly-on-the-wall documentary and toys do come alive whilst mm. the grown-ups are in bed, uh, what's going on between Digger Man and then this replacement Digger Man? Okay. He's like, come back and Digger Man... <laughs> there's another Digger Man there. Do you we've, know what I mean? al- we've already got a problem in that, obviously, we've got the replacement one at home, have come back with the one that I found on the walk today, so there's now two Digger Men. Rocco's confused because there's one Digger and both men don't fit in the one cab. This is it's like a life lesson. It's a strange one. Tom says Digger Man needs to be in the Hometime Show Christmas advert. That's a whole nother kettle of fish. Yeah. I, I do like the idea of him falling out. If you come downstairs in the morning and there's <laughs> Digger Men look like they've been fighting, but they've dropped where they're stood, <laughs> something's going on. Well, we want to hear your random acts of kindness. If something's happened, this is a story that you can share that's going to make us feel good. 8, 12, 15. I think that you can't beat that feeling where you think, oh, it's all lost, it's done for. You know, obviously no one's going to find that and bring that back in or whatever. And then someone does something. A stranger does something that really does make you think, do you know what, people are all right after all. Mm. Uh, one big moment for me, I remember uh, my brother Simon, uh, who's, we both used to live in Bristol, he still lives in Bristol. Uh, we went out in Bristol and got um, fairly drunk, I think it's the way to put it, in the Hot Wells area of Bristol, and uh, he lost his wallet on the walk home. Oh, right, lost. Lost his wallet on the walk. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember, I didn't know where it was, absolutely distraught because all his cards and everything were in there and all that kind of stuff. Really, really panicking about it. So me and him walked around in the morning to try and retrace his kind 
kind of meandering steps back home from the pub and somebody had put his wallet on top of a bollard so it was just, you know, floating there wow. in midair. And in not only he'd been there overnight, yeah. but he'd been there in the morning and people would walk by it thinking, oh, that's someone's wallet, they're going to come back and collect it. So his uh, faith in humanity and Bristolian people, Cheers Drive, was 100% restored. That's amazing. Uh, Mariel is hanging on. You've actually done a good deed. Tell us what happened. I was just on my way to get lunch at work and I saw somebody's toy under, I think they're called slot car rides. I picked it up and thought, okay, somebody's lost this. And I put it, was going to put it on top of it for them to find, like someone had done with your little digger man. Yeah. Um, but I saw it had a spice button, so I thought, well, no, that's worth quite a lot. They're not cheap, those toys. So contacted my local paper and said, I've found this, here's a picture. I'm trying to reunite it with its owner. And yeah. they put it in next week's issue. And through that, somebody read it and went, that's my sister's little boy's toy. Contacted her, the paper contacts me, and we met up and reunited him with his little cuddly that he loves. Oh, Aww. it's like someone like Scylla Black might have uh, hosted. <laughs> it really is amazing. And you get in the local paper. Yeah, what? That, that's amazing that you thought to actually get in touch with your local paper about it. I, I think that's probably the best bit for me. Well, it was a, it was a bit of an off chance, because I thought, I don't know if they, they live here, they were visiting for a day, because we get people coming up from London or what but I thought well I'll try and um, yeah it turns out they, they lived not too far away so yeah oh, and I bet he was made up then the, the little lad whose toy it was he was he absolutely his mum said I was trying to find it on eBay and they're like £400 or something and they don't make them anymore so wow. <laughs> he was relieved as well <laughs> Hey, good on you, Mariel. Thanks for sharing. Uh, this story that's coming from Kate, I think this goes uh, from human kindness into going the extra mile. Uh, Kate says, I lost my purse on a train once. Lost my purse on the train. Someone tracked me down on Facebook using my driving licence and posted it back to me with extra money to buy a coffee as they thought I'd had a rough day. Wow, that is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm just trying to work out whether I'd want the extra money for a coffee because I look like I've had a rough day. That's the only thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they're making a judgment. But that's so nice. I'd like to think I'd have the wherewithal to, to post it back. There's absolutely no way I would have chucked extra money in. That's detective work there, isn't yeah. it? Uh, this is a lovely one from Carrie in Belfast. This is really nice. It says, I teach photography and used to teach a hilarious guy called Jerry who came along to learn how to use digital cameras after years of shooting film. I didn't see him for ages but found out he sadly passed away in October last year when his wife uh, recently tracked me down online to get in touch. She said Jerry would have wanted me to have his old cameras as he enjoyed the class so much and she gave me two beautiful film cameras which I just used today for a photo shoot. It meant the absolute world to me and uh, it brought me to tears how sweet it was. That's amazing. I think our faith in humanity has been restored. Definitely. Sing along if you know the words. It's all thanks to Tesco Mobile. The Black Friday event is ending soon, so don't miss out on that. Uh, we've still got some incredible weekly deals on the latest handsets and sims, packed full of data and stuff as well. On the line right now to play, though, we have the lovely Gemma from Portsmouth. Hi, Gemma. How's it going? Yeah, very good, thank you. Tell us what you do, Gemma. Um, so I work at Southampton General Hospital in the I-Unit outpatients. Oh, wow. So you're like a proper hero type person. How are things going at the moment? Is it going all right there? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. 
getting quite busy again. <laughs> I would have thought this is one of the moments where the Portsmouth and Southampton rivalry doesn't exist uh, in a hospital. I'm hoping. <laughs> Get along. Because <laughs> I live in the middle. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Do you have to pay uh, hospital parking prices to park to go to work? I have to, I've got a parking permit and it's, it's £15 a month. OK, so it's not so you don't you don't have to pay them prices then. Hello, Gemma? Oh, she's gone. Oh, no. It was my question about parking <laughs> that has completely derailed the entire thing. <laughs> Note to self, never ask her about parking again. Oh, is that Gemma Is she back? back? Yes. It's fine. She doesn't want to be drawn on the parking thing. We'll move we'll on. We'll move on. We'll get on to the rules. No more parking chat. Here are the rules of the game, Gemma. We've got all these prizes up for grabs. Couldn't be easier to win them. We're going to read out every prize we have. When you say stop, you get to keep whatever we listed off. But there is a catch. We've got a timer. Don't know how long's on it or when it runs out. And if you haven't stopped and the timer goes off, you lose everything. Everything. Uh, and you'll know how the time is up when you hear this. <laughs> That all makes sense, Gemma. Yes, it does. Good. Right. All right. Remember to say the word more. We'll keep listening off the prizes and stop when you're here. Uh, when you want to stop, we are going to play more, more, more. Right, then, here we go. A House of Marley turntable. More. The Beatles Abbey Road album for said record player. More. An iPhone SC, part of Tesco Mobile's weekly Black Friday deals. More. A Rise Tello drone. More. £500 in cash. More. An Apple iPad 128 gig. Stop. Oh. oh. That's good. Very good. More. How do you like it? How do you like your score, score, score? It's a House of Marley turntable, the Beatles Abbey Road album, the iPhone, the Rise Tello drone, the 500 quid in cash, the Apple iPad. It's a good prize, all that. You've got to be happy with that, Gemma. You've got... I mean, I, I completely put you off by talking about parking earlier on, but you're back on four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's fantastic, mate. And you've not missed out on much either. The Sonos One Wireless Multi-Room Speaker and another 50 quid in cash, and that would have been it. That's it, you are very close. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, if someone's doing your head in tonight at work, don't worry about it. You've just got this incredible collection of prizes thanks to Tesco Mobile, so you're all sorted. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, that's made my day. Congratulations. Look, if you want to play more, more, more uh, and find the full terms and conditions, register online at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, you'll also find an extra chance to win every day, all thanks to Tesco Mobile's Black Friday event. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. And if anyone fancies sticking around after seven for some more parking <laughs> chat, you know where to find it. <laughs> The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. In a break with usual protocol, myself, Richie, and producer Nick are sat around having a hot chocolate this evening. Yes. Just after six o'clock. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. We don't normally have hot chocolate. We, just, we found it on the vending machine. So My word, that's hot. Anyone else having... Hot chocolate tonight, burning their throat. <laughs> Tuesday tombola time. Wow. Just let it cool for a bit. That, that's yeah. my that's my bit of advice. Let it cool. Don't don't go straight in because we've I've got like a singed tongue. Yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. Top of my top of my mouth's coming off a bit. So buy me time. Yeah. I'm going to give this an extra long spin. It's a tombola. It's got hundred balls in. 
They're marked. Not to 100 after we fixed it a couple oh, of weeks ago. I was going to pick you up on that, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're all assigned a different topic that you will be getting in touch with us uh, on the show right now. So let's, uh, let's pull the ball out. Here we go. And uh, see what. Can I, can, I, can I just imagine in my mind what it might be? I think it's ball 67. It's ball 57. Pretty close. This is very impressive. A bit psychic today. Ball 57, what's the muckiest thing you've got in your car? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, so have you got some absolute horrors in there, secrets you've been meaning to clean out, but you haven't? That's what we want to know tonight. Yes, this could go go quite a few ways, this. Muckiest thing you've got in your car. Dave in Cumbria says, found last night in the boot of my Freelander a black bag with two dirty mop heads (laughs) that have probably been there since last Monday. They do hum when you leave those things out. Dave says, I was wondering why the car stank as I was emptying it prior to its MOT today. Still past the MOT. There you go. Good lads. Very proud of you. Uh, and it's, this is the kind of stuff we want tonight on the show. 8, 12, 15. If you've got something uh, unholy in your car, tell us about it tonight. We've got Carl on the line. Carl, what mucky thing have you got? I've got a few mucky things in the back of it, to be honest. OK, it's with real <laughs> trepidation I follow up by saying, what have you got in the back of your car? Um... Well, it's all everyday stuff like boots and tools and train rods, things like that, but it's, it's what's on them that's pretty mucky. Why so mucky? Well, I work in um, sewage treatment. Oh. Do you know what, right? The weird, the weird thing is, we've been watching... I don't know which Paddington movie it is, but our youngest daughter's obsessed with it, and they go into the sewers to try and get into this prison. Uh, like, when you go down into the sewers of, like, a town or a city, what is it like down there? Have you been into the sewer bit? I've, I've not been into the actual sewers myself. I work on the treatment plant. Oh, OK, so... I, so... I, yeah, I see all the stuff that comes out of the sewer. Well, that's oh. probably worse, if anything. Yeah, um... To be honest, a lot of, it's a lot of kids' toys come through. You haven't seen a little digger fella, have you? It's all digger, <laughs> dig man. I have, I have. It's a lot of those, um... It's that, it's that kid's show with a little dog in it, Paw Patrol. You see a lot of Paw Patrol stuff turn up in the sewage room. Do you know what? As we entered the studio at four o'clock today, there's no way I would have thought that we would have left with the big revelation that the sewers of the United Kingdom are full of Paw Patrol. (laughs) Mind blowing. Yeah, there's some other unmentionable things that you'll see, but I won't get into that. Yeah, we'll leave that one there. Leave it at Paw Patrol. Yeah. Yes. Uh, some eye-warring stuff coming into the show. Neil from Fife says, In the boot of my car is my complete hockey goalkeeper equipment, which was, when we got playing, got damp and even soaking with water and occasionally sweat. This little habitat causes in winter ice to form on the outside of the windows and smells like a damp, sweaty changing room. <laughs> so bad. This is grim. Chaz said, I have had so much much food and drink spillages from the kids. I've recently found a mushroom growing in the rear leather seat <laughs> crevice. Let's have one more whirl at some back car muckiness. Victoria, what's in the back of yours? Okay, so I've got um I've got a mini clubman and uh, I've got five dogs and so I put the back of the seats down and put a really old rug Cover the cover the area. Yes. The area. And take my dogs for a walk every day in my car. Yeah. And one of the boys has at some point cocked his leg. Oh Possibly my. more than once. <laughs> that, it must hum in and your car. It must absolutely hum in there. It really, we have to go everywhere the windows open. <laughs> That's so bad. So wow. the mucky thing in the back of the car, I take it, is the old rug. Is the rug. And like if you sort of flip it over, it's like, oh... 
But... Do you know the weird thing is, right? I went to go and try and get our the back of our car cleaned out today because it was down the tip earlier on, and all the car washing places are closed. Is that part yeah. of this thing that's going on? It's part of the whole lockdown yeah. shebang, yeah. It gets worse. So, yeah. you're going to be stinking like this for at least another week, then, right? Absolutely. And <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't do car washing. It's not my thing. Me I mean, neither. I, you know, I have petrol, and I don't put, like to put petrol in. I don't like to clean my car. I just like to drive it. <laughs> um, <so laughs> don't like to put petrol in. <laughs> I, don't like, I hate putting petrol in. I think it's just a waste of my life. I haven't got time for it. Fairly important, so, though. I know, but my husband has to go and take it to put petrol in because it's just one of those jobs I hate doing. It's brilliant. Like, putting petrol in is brilliant. What's your problem with it? Really? Oh, I haven't got, who's got time just to go and stand at the pump, put the petrol Oh, no, it just doesn't my head in. Hey, it at least it smells in. better than the rug. Yes. Well, it does, yeah. You can put you are. I'm going to call you the petrol station forecourt, Joan Collins. That's who you are. <laughs> Can we also have a moment for whatever dog has had the ability to cock its leg in the back of a moving car? Well, yes. I thought they needed lampposts. <laughs> yeah, well, no, not this one. We've got an English bulldog called Frank, and he doesn't care, really. Well, it sounds he like um, you've got a bit of stuff to attend to this week. <laughs> sorry, Paul, sorry, what did you say? Sounds like you've got a bit of uh, some stuff to sort out this week, mainly in the back yeah. of your car. Main in the back of my car, yeah. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. There you go. There's, there's the show for you. Just going back to what we were talking about at the beginning where we kind of got sidetracked about washing your hands. If we were going to do a, a podcast about that, what would we, what would we call it? Sanitise This. Oh, that's it. Sanitise This with Bush and Richie. <laughs> Watch this space. Radio 4, take it. Okay, guys, you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie. Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Oh, it's over. It's over. It's done.